Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Because we believe that healing is a journey. 
It's a process. Healing is not just a one-stage act, but healing involves many different elements, everything from acknowledgement, everything from forgiveness, everything from, you know, uh, uh, the time to heal, uh, being empowered through, uh, through knowledge. Healing is a journey, and our intent each and every broadcast is to not only engage in active discussion, but be able to engage in some type of quality discussion in which one will feel themselves on the better end of being healed. It's a platform, so you did to be able to discuss your issues, your story, to be able to discuss the issues that are oftentimes brought up. It is a platform for those that may be suffering from the hands of abuse, rejection, abandonment, loss, pain of suffering of any kind, a person who may be involved in physical abuse, a spiritual abuse, a mental sexual abuse. This is the platform where you're never belittled, but you're always encouraged that you can make it and that you will, uh, that you will be able to overcome. Ultimately, to get you from the place of being a victim to being a victor, and that is really what this is all about. And you can do that by simply standing to with us right here for this next hour and a half as we are here every Monday night on this great uh, Soul of America radio network. Now, for so many of you that are out there listening right now, do me a quick favor. Email, text a friend, a neighbor, let them know that Hope and Healing is on the airway. We've had some tremendous shows, especially over the last few weeks, and we're always so grateful to have so many of you here joining us each and every week. Uh, tonight, we want to talk about something tonight. We didn't do a great uh, uh, deal of advertisement about it, but we know that you're always invited to be a part of it. And tonight, we want to talk about overcoming a culture of violence, how to overcome a culture of violence. I know that I said a lot inside of that because of the fact that when we look at so many things that happen, we when we continue to look at the, if you would, the extended, continuous perpetuation of violence in our society, we literally have now become very much fitted into a culture of violence. It's a culture of violence that everywhere we look, there's violence taking place, violence in the street, violence in our homes, violence in the school, violence everywhere and that didn't just happen overnight and so oftentimes you hear us talk about the issue of domestic violence and i believe that domestic violence is a root cause of many many violence that we see in our streets that we see out the place the ashante proverb said it this way that the ruin of a nation begins in the homes of its people and when that is evidence beloved we continue to see if you would of uh, the disastrous things that we see too often and too readily, we are seeing more and more parents, more and more siblings burying their loved ones every week because of the rash of violence that we see happening in our streets, the violence that we see happening in our backyard, the violence that we see happening and occurring all around us. It's a culture of violence. And more and more, those individuals are younger and younger. Those, those perpetrators are younger and younger. And you wonder, where is it that they get this mindset? Where is it that they get this type of mind to want to kill, to want to be violent? What is it that they're really fighting for? How did we get here? The irony is that we just got to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the March on Washington, a time when we were crying for equality, a time when we were uh, uh, crying out to be recognized as men, to be recognized as equal, the time that we were crying out for a change and a way to be better. And I ask you the question, in those 50 years, have we made progress or have we regressed? Because today, 
is not just such a cry for equality. It's a day, it's a cry for our lives as our young men and our young women are suffering at the hands of violence all over. And there's a culture of violence, and we see violence happening in a rapid form, and it's not discriminating against anyone. So that's where we want to go today as we begin this show tonight. Uh, you can reach us once again at area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. If you're listening, if you'd like to have a comment, I'd like to uh, share a question or a thought, simply hit the number one on your keypad that lets our producer know that you do, uh, desire to be a part of that conversation, and we'll get you on the airway. So that's where we are tonight on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us on tonight because there's much to talk about on this broadcast tonight uh, as we continue to deal with this culture of violence. How do we overcome a culture of violence? We are seeing violence happen in a rapid and, a, and an accelerated pace. We're seeing it happen among uh, minority ethnicity like we've never seen before. And regardless of the different theories, and regardless of the different uh, philosophical approaches and reasons why this is happening, the one thing we cannot deny that it is happening. And the one thing that we continue to see occur occur is the fact we're seeing that happening among our minority groups, among African Americans, among Hispanic groups. We're seeing this happen more and more in our society. What's happened? How did we go from the cry of equality to the place of violence where we find ourselves now, where our greatest enemy or our greatest danger is not necessarily those that don't look like us, but our greatest danger seem to be those that look like us, those that grew up around the corner, those that, uh, that lived across the street. We are dealing in a time that we have not seen before, and I just simply want to tonight, I want to make sure, I want to make sure with everything within me that we have opportunity to address this issue because there is a culture of violence that is happening in our society today, and we have a culture of violence that is continuing to be perpetuated, and we're seeing younger and younger the victims and the, and the assailants and those that are involved inside of it. And for those of you that are listening across the country and across the world, undoubtedly even in your area, you are noticing that there is a culture of violence that is there, that readily violence in our street, blood being shed every day, senseless murders and homicides that are taking place, not just domestic violence, but violence that pours into the street. I have one thing to say today, that oftentimes domestic violence never behaves itself. It never stays at home. It finds itself in the street. The anger that the young men and the young women oftentimes have been subjected to as they watch abuse happen oftentimes from father to mother, not to mention that it doesn't happen from mother to father, but oftentimes the years of enduring this type of uh, exposure to this type of violence that have caused many of them to internalize that violence is the way to survive, that violence is the way that we overcome. And as a result of it, we see it played out. There's no sense of temperance. There's no sense of patience. There's no sense of tolerance. There's no sense of self-control of any sort. And as a result, we are seeing violence played out. There is no value of life because people don't value life. Their life has no value because they do not value life. And tonight, we want to get into some of those discussions. How do we overcome the culture of violence? And just one little caveat on the end of that. Whose responsibility is it? 
Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us tonight. Area code 323-784-9638. If you desire to have a comment, a question, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That'll let our producer know that you desire to join us on the airway, and we'll be so glad to have you here. Because we want to tackle this together tonight, and I invite you to do so on tonight because it's serious. We're seeing too much happening. I know not just uh, in my own hometown, or should I say my own county and those things, but throughout the country, throughout we're seeing it. Not only are we seeing it in Chicago, not only are we seeing it in L.A., we're seeing it in, uh, right here in Palm Beach County. We're seeing it in rural areas, in urban areas. Blood being spilled and blood being shed one too often, and we must set up. Uh, got a call on the airway, uh, number ending in 0210. I'm so glad that you joined us tonight. Welcome to Hope Healing, a journey to wholeness. Thank you for being with us on tonight. Good afternoon, Mr. Pickland. How you doing? Good afternoon. So glad to have you tonight. Hey, this is Mike Steele. Yeah, Mike. I'm so Great glad to be you're here. Doing us. Yes, yes. Mike, I know that you have a lot to lend to this subject because I know that your level of frustration, and when I say frustration, the level of the level of where we where this is enough is enough. You've also reached that point where we understand that we can no longer just talk about it, but we've got to be about it. I want to hear what you got to say tonight. It's funny that you said that, Mister Thicklin, because I mean, a young lady was asking me, you know, um, well, let me just backtrack a moment here. Just recently, we had um, a guy that was beaten to death in Pahokee, Florida, with a hammer. It happened to be a guy that I know was beaten to death on Saturday with a hammer. Um, and the other guy was assaulted physically. He was assaulted with that. It was two guys beating one. One um, just recently pronounced dead, and the other guy's in ICU. So, um, and this is my hometown, Pahokee. And yes, like you just mentioned before, I am sick and tired of the violence. And you mentioned also briefly that this, these things are happening by the people that look like us. And not saying that it should be appropriate if it wasn't people that look like us, but we're talking about black on black crime right now. Absolutely. But, 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 but just to, just to kind of uh, shed some light on this whole situation, um, I am tired of it. <clears throat> it's at an all-time high. This, these things have been happening now for a while, and we have to take responsibility as a group of people to address this issue as a whole. We cannot turn the blind eye to things that we see when, when the cops ask us, hey, what's going on, uh, uh, what happened, did you see anything? And then most of us want to turn a blind eye as, as if we didn't see the things that take place. We need to stand up and be responsible people and take, um, I would say, um, responsibility, basically. And, and say, you know, if you can't say it in front of the cops at that particular time, maybe you want to just, you want to remain anonymous, that's okay. But we need to talk and tell on these people who are committing these crimes. Well, let me ask you this, because here's something that is so close to me and that I have a very big problem with it. In the fact of the matter that we, and I say we as people of color, we're more likely to organize, we're more likely to march and rally when we consider that there's some type of racial uh, 
you know, inequality. We're more likely to organize and more likely to get together when we look at there's a, you know, there's a injustice that's been done by someone of another race. And so it goes right. even from some of our strongest leadership that literally that our the value of our life only become valuable when is there someone else is involved that doesn't look like us. And yet it's still we're given almost a free pass or a sense of a, a sense of a norm to the fact that we're seeing this happen way too often. You mentioned Pahokee, and those of you that are listening to us from across the country, Pahokee, Florida, is a uh, it's a small rural town in the western part of Palm Beach County. Not a very yeah, large right. population at all, but yet it's still that area there is known for so many other great things, not just great athletes. They've had great minds to come out of Pahokee, and yet it's still yes, sir. when we continue to see these type of things happen, we know that in most cases that's what's happening. These assaults and these murders and this type of violence is being perpetrated by people that grew up in the same area, people that oftentimes, you know, attended the same schools, and, and, and this type of violence is <laughs> not be allowed to be permissible by no stretch of the imagination. And what has to happen is that we must be willing to stand up beyond just running our mouth, beyond just a knee-jerk reaction. It is time to begin to address the culture of violence and understand where, from where it stems from. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. One of the things that uh, a young lady inboxed me, she said, Mike, because I mentioned that uh, I wanted to do something like a rally, maybe a walk or something on violence. And um, and now that I think about it, I want to do something maybe a lot last longer than just one day. But anyway, she said, Mike, and then, and. And just to say the least, she was a white lady that said, hey, Mike, if you're interested in doing something, let me know and I can help put this whole thing together with you. But when I start to put this whole thing together, Mr. Dicklin, it's going to be me and a whole bunch of other people that's going to organize this event because, I mean, I can't do it by myself. But it's something that has to take place. And, and we got to do it, and we got to uh, stand up for what's right in our communities, and we got to just let people know that, hey, we are poor in this community, and we're not going to just allow things to happen and just say, hey, it just happened. You know how many cold case files that we have in, in, in Pahokee alone? And not to mention Bell Glade, which is another rural area uh, eight miles from Pahokee. But I'm just talking about Pahokee. We have so many cold case files in Pahokee that we haven't even solved. This kind of stuff got to stop. We we must come together as a group of people, and we have to rally around this situation, and we have to we have to stand up. That's, that's just to say the least right now. Well, I, I totally agree with you, and I think you, you hit some very important points. And the thing that you talk about, so many of the cases in the black community, period, end up being cold cases. And here's the thing about it. Doesn't it seem just a little hypocritical when we're running and saying no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace, when we see the inequality, as we did in the Trayvon Martin case, uh, George Zimmerman, as we've seen in so many cases, you know, as we saw in the Genesis 6, as we saw in so many things, and we rally behind those because – it takes us back to a frame of mind of the injustices of the of the 50s and 60s and those things there. And yet it's still, 
I mean, really, it's not a criticism, but it's a very careful observation that we don't see that type of uh, we don't see that type of galvanizing of efforts and leaders when it comes to the fact of Pookie getting shot by Ray Ray at all. It's right. almost as if it's permissible as it's okay, and we cannot afford to allow that to happen anymore. And I want to say this, and I definitely, you know, I'm going to take a break, and I know we have some other callers, but I want you to stay with us. A caller number ending, ending in 3701 will get you wrapped in a break. But just before I go to the break, I want to say this. This is so important. It happens too often, and it happens so often that I literally think the conscience of our community has become seared with it. We've become accustomed to the black dress, and we've become accustomed to the black suit. And, and, and weekend after weekend, there's a funeral, not understanding the loss, and not only the loss of that individual's life, but the loss that they represent to the community, that they, communi- that they represent yes, to families and generations. And uh, at the other side of the break, we're going to come back. You know, I, I have a dear friend, and I know that you know her as well, um, uh, Angela Williams, she started an organization called Mothers Against Murder some several years ago, and she started this as a result of, of losing family members being killed to violence. Wow. You know, wow. and, I, and I think about Angela. Angela, and I got to get her on the show one of these days real soon. I got to get her on the show. Listen, Angela started this organization. She started, she didn't say what most people say. Well, if I can get some money, if I can get some grant, then I'll start the organization. Angela started the organization regardless of what she didn't have. What she did have was a desire, and she had a she had a level of zero tolerance. This is senseless. She's it's senseless, and, right. and 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 it's been a great organization because of the fact they hold healing circles for for parents that who have lost their kids, their children. And when I say children, not always you know under eighteen. I'm talking they have lost their their loved ones to violence. And we've got to be about stopping that. And I want you to hold on and yes, stay with us on the other side of the uh, break. We're going to be right back, and we're going to take our other caller there and stay with us. You listen to Hope and Healing, a journey to hold us. This is J.R. Thicklin. I'll see you on the other side of the break. Thank you for joining us.
gunned down, that allow our mothers, fathers, and brothers to be locked up 20, 30 years for crimes that are belittled in the white community. It's time that we gather together and discuss ways to take action, one day at a time, one house at a time. It starts right here with us. Join us as we adopt the theme of Fight the Power, of course, peacefully. We look forward to you joining us over the next few months. Thank you. We're fighting the power on the soul of America Radio. And now we return you to your host, J.R. Thickland, in Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Welcome back to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. If you're listening by way of the Internet, that's www.soulofamericaradio.com. Simply go over to the left tab, hit Hope and Healing, and join the show live there. Or if you're calling in, uh, if you're listening by phone, that's area code 323-784-9638. And that's the way that you can reach us. If you'd like to have something to say or questions, simply hit the number one on your keypad, and our producer will make sure that you get on. The other way is perhaps you're listening tonight and you don't want to get on the air, but you have a question or comment, very, feel very free to simply uh, email that question or comment to J Thicklin at Soul of America Radio dot com. That's the letter J T H I C K L I N at Soul of America Radio dot com. And we're so glad tonight to be back. I tell you, we have a caller on the line, and I'm so glad when uh, we fur- after further review. Listen, I think I am a prophet again because after further review, as I was mentioning, the organization Mother Against Murders Association here in Palm Beach County, Florida, and the founder of it is uh, Miss Angela Williams and. She has joined us on the air tonight. I'm just so glad. Welcome to Hope and Healing, Angela, tonight. Thank you, Pastor. I was um, um, on Facebook, and I see that you was advertising. I said, I need to be in on this here because it is so important. It is so important, your show that you have tonight. And you are right. When I mean I say you are right on point, you are right on point. When you were talking about it's a different race. Everybody comes together and fight for injustice. What about LaRay Ray, as you were speaking? Right. These kids are killing each other like crazy. I have attended this last month so many funerals, Pastor. I have attended wow. so many funerals. And I am tired of seeing these mothers sit on that front pew and cry for their babies. Absolutely. We have to come together as a community and stop this violence. Like you know, you say, Angela, you, can, you can't do it by yourself. Angela, I, I will share no, a little I bit of your not. story. I'll, I'll share a little bit of your story with the audience. You know, and it, to me, it's one of the most compelling stories in this country. To be honest with you, is that you know, you know, some people when things happen to them, you know, they they go into dark holes and they go into dark places or they run or whatever. Some people turn out all kinds of ways, and and I'm not I'm not knocking that. Because we both know 
outside of the grace of God and the strength of God and the mercy of God. I mean, going through death and tragedy is hard. Going through a death is hard as it is, but to go through a tragic uh, death because someone has murdered a loved one is even greater. It takes on a whole nother life of its own. And as a result of that, what do we have? We have some real serious issues here. And, and, and I am always moved by your story, and I never get used to it. Because of the fact of what you did in response to you losing the nephews and losing loved ones, you know, uh, uh, by gun violence and by senseless violence, you did something about it. You started an organization, and in starting that organization, you have served hundreds of families. You're there on the scene when these things happen. And, I, and, I, and if you hear passion in my voice, it's because I've said it once, I've said it twice. I am a little fed up with the hypocrisy of our community. Our community yeah. doesn't understand the, the the lifeline that even an organization like yours are to so many families, so many families, those mothers that are there holding the pictures of their children that has been lost to violence and the emptiness in their heart. You know, it's one thing for people to die. I mean, the, the fact that we came into this world, we, we're going to leave here. But no one wants to lose a loved one to senseless violence at all, to be robbed. And so your organization have done so much inside of this. I mentioned a little bit about you all have your healing circles. You have a way of dealing with these families. You're there to comfort them in whatever way that you can. You're there to help pool resources. I've seen you in action. I've seen you in action when you had to even help bring together services to help them bury sometimes these uh, these loved ones. And, and I just want you to speak to the fact of what has to happen now. And I, and I, and I want the people to know inside of what you're doing. And even even those that are listening, I mean, before you get off, I want you to give your contact information. I want you to talk about that. And if they, I mean, and listen, I probably have never done this before, but listen, let them know how they can help. Let them know how they can donate uh, uh, to help you. Because the fact of the matter is the thing that impresses me so much about what you do is that, Angela, you did not wait for someone to give you something before you started to fight against this. You start fighting against it and let them catch up with it. They haven't caught up yet with the money because if it was, in my opinion, your organization will be 100% funded from toe to toe because you are valuable in this community. You're valuable as it relates to this subject matter. So, uh, you know, just share a little bit more with the uh, audience here about why this is such a powerful and such an uh, uh, urgent issue and what they can do also to be able to help in this plight. Okay, sure, Pastor. Um, we have a group now. My group has grown, grown so fast. Since 2003, we, I started this group because I, my nephew was murdered, as Pastor was saying. Um, he was shot seven times with an AK-47 right in front of his home where he resided at in Riviera Beach. In addition to that, I lost nine other family members. So this is very, very important for me to keep helping mothers. My group has grown to 202 as of last week. I had did a, just did another funeral of another young man that was killed in Rivera Beach. They had a funeral in West Palm. But, but when I stepped out this, with this organization, I stepped out on faith because I knew that God was going to lead me to the way I needed to be led. And I stepped out on faith with zero dollars, and I'm still out on faith with zero dollars. But the wow. thing that gets me, I've been putting it out there, putting it out, putting it out there, begging for people to join in with us. 
Nobody wants to join in with us but people like Pastor. I'm being honest with you. There's very few men like Pastor Thicklin that are so passionate about what we are doing. And we need everybody to be a part of this because we don't know who child is going to be next. So that's why we're asking everybody to join in. And I have, my office is located in the West Palm Beach on the corner of 45th Street and Congress Avenue. 45th Street and Congress Avenue. We pay $3,000 a month to keep these doors open for the victims. I don't get paid not one red cent, and I've been doing this for 10 years. And it wasn't about the money when I started, like Pastor was saying. It was about the people. And, you you know, when you're doing something like this, you can't think about yourself. I'm not thinking about myself because I'll, I'll be okay because God is going to take care of me. But I'm thinking about the ones that are not going to be okay, those mothers who are losing their children, the fathers who are losing their children. I had heard about that young man in Pahokee this morning when I took my grandbaby to uh, daycare. I think the boy auntie working at daycare. See, so wow. this is this is a community thing. It's not just one family. We all are the same race, the same color, and our children are dying every single week. I want everybody to be involved in this organization because we want mothers against murders everywhere. We just don't want it right here in West Palm Beach. When I set this up, I set it up to cover the entire state of Florida so I can go anywhere in Florida and have a mother's gifts murderers. We know, I mean, like over in the Glades, I've been trying to pull people from the Glades for years to get involved with this, but I couldn't get a real good contact person over there because I don't know anybody from over there. Wow. But we are willing to help over there, you know. So, But we do need funding. We need dollars. I don't care if it's $1, $2, $3. We have to keep this doors open for everybody in Palm Beach County and everybody who wants to be a part of this. I have a website. Please write my website down. And if you can visit my website, you will see what these mothers are going through when they lose a child. Absolutely. www.mothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmothersmoth
There's no reason. And let me just put it out there. There's no reason. And I and I pray today that, that, that God will open the hearts of philanthropists, that God will open the heart of those that can, you know, that will give to this organization and make a difference because it is so imperative that that happens, that this organization uh, is supported. No, you're not asking for a dime, but you deserve. Listen, the last thing you should have to worry about is your own needs and things of that. That should be taken care of so that you can have the liberty and the freedom to do what you do. Now, you gave them a Reader's Digest version. But I've seen you. I know you're when you've been in action. I know that your organization have done things. I mean, to to, to raise money, to give away book bag, bags and school supplies to kids. You've having uh, some fundraisers to get things done because you want to make a difference. And I know that if we, as a people, come together, let's raise this issue. Let's help Mothers Against Murders Association continue to do this work because if we would help them. We can we can begin to make a difference and hopefully begin to reduce uh, the amount of violence that is going on and to be able to be there for parents and families that are really really uh, in a dire strait. So I really thank you so very much for being with us. Any other uh, in, any other comments you'd like to leave with them tonight? Um, we just got to embrace one another. We got to have peace because peace is the answer. If we don't have no peace, we're gonna keep having these murders. Thank you so much for being with us, and we continue to champion your cause and what you're doing there. People, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, uh, right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. This is J.R. Thickland, and I'm so glad that you've joined us on tonight. Uh, right on the other side of the break, we do have another caller, uh, number in it in 0559. Hold right on. Right on the other side of the break, we'll have you on the air. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Been healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin returns after this. Want to get in on the conversation? Call Jay at 323 the Soul of America Radio and its staff and family encourage you to please let someone know if you're going through a domestic violence situation. If you know someone that's going through a domestic violence situation, please don't stand by and let it just happen. We simply cannot afford to tolerate this any longer. Call 800-799-7233, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 800-799-7233. It is your business. 
Sean Thicklin at his Facebook group, which is Domestic Violence. It is your business. Check him out. Above life. Above your circumstances. You can't soar. The one and only store. Give us a call at 323-784-9638. And now, here's your host, J.R. Thicklin. I'm so very glad that you've joined us here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Tonight we've been talking about overcoming that culture of violence, and we've had some tremendous calls. We had Mr. Still who came on. He talked about even a very, uh, very atrocious uh, situation that happened over in an area called Pahokee, Florida, here over this weekend, where Sisla's beating of uh, of a young man with a hammer and eventually died and another man is in ICU even now. We had the founder and the president of Mothers Against Murders Association on Miss Angela Williams and she is pleading with us that we uh, that we set up, that we do things about it. Uh, join her organization. Uh, you can go right there uh, to her website www.mothersagainstmurders.org uh, uh, I believe it is. Uh, you can reach her that way there. Uh, contact her. Join with it. And that doesn't matter where you are across the country. Those of you that may be listening to us, even in England and different places like that, your help is needed even here because we must eradicate the culture of violence. And so there's so much to be said today. Uh, we have a call on the line that we're getting ready to bring on. Very interesting perspective. I'm so glad to have her on the line because she brings a perspective of where even where the violence has its toll, even on the individual who commit the violence, and why we must do something to stop it. Caller, number ending 0559, you're on the air. Welcome to Hope and Healing. Good afternoon, Pastor Thicklin. My name is Rosalind McKinnis, and my name is Rosalind McKinnis, and um, I'm a victim of going to jail for a violent crime over 20-something years ago. It should be about 22 years ago, or a little more. Um, when I went, when I got in trouble, I was 17 years old, and it was not a person that I didn't know it was for my neighbor. And um, my mother, she wasn't home that night; she was out. And when my mother came home, she found out that I went to jail. I was going to jail. She came and found out I was going to jail for killing a girl, my neighbor. Um, and so my mother was devastated. I had a little girl. She was two years old at the time. And then I had found out I was pregnant, you know, incarcerated. Um, what it did to me is, you know, I thought I was trying to save her life by calling 911, but on the scene, the girl died. She just died. 
and it hit, it devastated me so bad, too. I was so confused. I didn't even much actually know that she had passed away. And I, even me having my kids today, too, I, know, I don't know the pain of a mother when they lose a child, but I know that I would never want to wish that on no one's hands of a mother, somebody killing somebody, because you really, people don't understand, even when a person go to jail, if they got a good heart, it's hard for them to accept what they have done. And it's hard for them to get the healing that they need. But thank God that I found the Lord Jesus Christ. And I had good teachers and good fathers and mothers to really help me to get through the pain that I was going through. And I'm able now to know that the closure that I had to do, I had to go to the graveyard. I had to go to her grave um, to get some type of closure because I started thinking about my children and what her children would be like, you know. And even with her family, you know, I've I've never, ever got a chance to say I'm sorry, but I I leave that up to God and me. But her mother was in the cab, and she began to talk to me and told me that I don't have to be afraid because it's okay. But I just want to say to the parents out there, talk to your children. Prison is nowhere for no children to be. And it's not good when mothers and fathers come behind the bars to look at their kids because that's the most hurting thing that the parents can see, that their child is in jail. You can raise your kids right. Don't never let no one say you didn't raise your kids right and, and because they're in prison. It's sometimes the choices in the environment. The environment have a lot to do with about our kids. The environment is it's unhealthy. It, we need to know that our environment must be healthy. And I thank God that I have three beautiful kids and two beautiful grandkids, and, and they didn't get in trouble because I talked to them. I told them what happened to me and what what I went through, and, and they saw over the years what I went through and everything. And I just want to say um, to the to the kids out there that's killing people, it's not worth killing nobody. It's not. When you take a life, you taking your life too because you taking yourself from your family too, and you will never be the same. You will never be the same. Your life cannot be the same when you take somebody's life. I don't care how good someone come out and they look. Don't you don't never think that it's in the back of their mind on oh, wow. They think about a whole lot of things. Don't never think no matter how many years they think if they got a conscience and they come and, and if they made from the Lord, they got a conscience and they think. Because I think I, I, I think now. But I thank God for the healing that took place and I allowed the healing to take place within me. So I'm, I just want to call, and I thank God that I caught this on my website, um, and I just called and I was listening to the, the 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 young lady that helps the mothers and everything, and I encourage you to keep on doing that, you know, because a lot of people don't come back and speak and tell what they go through when they have killed somebody. You know, it's not nothing to brag about. It's really it's shameful, and and I, and I can say that. But God is the healer. He, if God wasn't in my life, I wouldn't have a second chance. But I thank God for having me to have a second chance. And if I can help some children not to go out there and kill no, someone, I can really tell them there's no place like home. There's no place wow. by having your mother to say you're going to be okay. There's no place to say that everything's going to be all right. There's no place like home. Now my mother and my father, they passed away. But there's no place like just being home. So just let us think about the choices that we make and be cautious on those who are around us and who we get involved with. Thank you for having me on the show. 
Wow. Thank you so very much for being with us, Rosling, for sharing that. And so many of you that are listening today, uh, there we have had just a very great uh, show tonight with excellent callers and guests. And I want you to know not one of these callers were uh, were staged or scheduled. They are calling in just like you have the opportunity to do at area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. What a powerful uh, time of sharing there. As you heard her share that she herself, uh, she herself as a 17-year-old took the life of another young lady. And inside of that, and she talked about the, the, if you would, the death experience that she went through being in prison and the fact of, of the guilt. And she talked about how it reached a level of violence. And she said, and although it reached that, she wished that, you know, she wished that she hadn't have taken the life. And, and she talks about the violence that have taken place as a result of that and the road, the journey to healing. And that's one of the things that I think that is so important today in our society because is there any remorse is there any remorse when this happened does anyone reach back do we understand the culture of violence is also being built inside of uh, if you would the dysfunctionality of our families once again the ashante proverb says that the ruin of a nation begins in the home of its people and so i want to say something tonight and i and definitely if you desire to have a comment or question or whatever just dial air code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight hit the number one on your keypad that lets our engineer know that you want to be on the air and we'll get you right on the airway. But it goes back to so much, and I want you to hear this today because this is not a matter of blame, but this is a matter of factual truth. We have to understand that when the when the family begin to become when the family becomes falling apart and there's no longer responsibility where it needs to be, a very vital part of that child's life or that individual's life is affected. You know whether we are grown men, whether we are men of uh, whether whether we're men uh, uh, that have had children out of wedlock or wedlock, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I but I, I'm just trying to get you to understand that you've got to be in place because when we're out of place, and I'm talking to every man right now, when we're out of place, uh, when we're out of place, we create a great problem. We leave a vacuum and a void in the lives of children that they spend their whole lives trying to figure out what happened to them. Am I good enough? Am I significant enough? What is wrong with me? And so oftentimes they live their life on a defensive posture, in a, uh, you know, and when they live their life there, oftentimes misguided, violent, oftentimes misguided, and get into things that they shouldn't uh, because of the fact that we're absent. I've said so many times to every man, you've got to understand when a man is out of place, oftentimes causes the woman to be misplaced, causes the child or the children to be displaced, and ultimately Christ is replaced. Why? Because we are not connected to give a guidance, to give spiritual guidance or provision in that home. And, uh, in you, and when you're not connected, what happens is that we cause our children needless pain, and they're left to try to figure out life totally on their own. We've got to do better. It is simple as that. Area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. Area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. If you desire to have a question or comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll be so very glad to get you on the airway tonight. You're listening to J.R. Thicklin, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, and I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight. Listen, we have some great conversation on the other side. Uh, we have a caller, uh, number in in eight eight two three. Hold right on. We'll get you right after the break. You listen to Hope and Healing, a journey to hold us uh, right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. I'll see you right on the other side of the break. Hold on. 
Book Radio. You're listening to J.R. Sacred, Hope and Healing, our Judicial Wholeness, right here on the one and only Soul of America Radio. We'll be right back. New programming coming up on the Soul of America Radio. Go to soulofamericaradio.com for more information. that violence, 
that unfortunately ended in her taking the life of another young lady at 17. And of course, she did prison time from it. But she talked about that painful place that she was at, the painful place that that literally that 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 it is a journey to get healed even from that if there's even a destination called healing. And she talked about the fact of how she had to deal with it. Found herself at the grave of the young lady and whom she had killed. But she talked about the fact in hindsight, what are the things that could have kept her from going that way and the things that she has now done and can continue to do. And people, so we have to talk. We understand that in order to deal with what we're dealing with in our society, this culture of violence, it must be, watch this, there must be a confrontation. We must have a confrontation. We must confront the issue. We have got to be sensible about this issue here. We cannot continue to march and talk about racial equality and, 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 and talk about racial injustice if we do not stop and take the time to value our lives and value our lives among one another. Listen, the life of Pookie or Ray Ray should not just gain value when they are killed or they are uh, harmed by someone that is of another ethnicity. Their lives have value regardless of who is on the other side of it. And so we must, we cannot mix the conversation in saying that we, you know, you know, injustice and all these things there. But yet it's still, you know, uh, when it comes to us uh, in our community, we have too many cold cases, unsolved cases that have gone on for years that no one have ever addressed. So many cold cases. Why? Because nobody wants to do what? Snitch. That is the little cold word. Snitch. Nobody wants to snitch. Well, listen. Your silence is perpetuating the violence. Your silence is causing another mother to grieve. Your silence have caused another child to be fatherless a motherless your silence has caused another family to be broken beyond repair so we have a responsibility as a people we have a responsibility as a society we have a responsibility to not only break the silence we have a responsibility to stand up and say not on our watch not in our neighborhood and we've got to value our lives and I, I've got to say this that it's going to sound somewhat uh, controversial or whatever but listen it is time for real change. It is time for effectual change. It is time for structural changes in our neighborhood. We cannot, we cannot expect the government to do better if we don't do better about our own lives. We cannot expect the government to do better until we do better about our own lives. Eric code 323-784-9638. That is the number you can reach us if you desire to have a question or a comment. Desire to say something beyond the show, simply hit the number one on your keypad, and our producer will let us know that you want to get on the air. We'll bring you on the air. Now, those of you that are calling from all over the country today, those of you that are listening by way of uh, by way of the Internet, www.soulofamericaradio.com. We welcome your comment as well. If you'd like to send us a comment, simply send it to the letter J, T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N, at soulofamericaradio.com. And for those of you that might be following us, we have a few Facebook pages. You can find us. One of our Facebook pages is Domestic Violence. It is your business right on Facebook. Go there and um, actually join, and we'll be glad to have you. And then we have a very exciting uh, Facebook page that is just the opposite. It's a place where you can go, no drama, uh, tranquility, uplifting, inspirational. It's called Destiny by Choice 
2 Fellowship. Destiny by Choice, the Roman numeral 2 Fellowship. You want to go there because on that page you're going to find, you're going to be greeted with just inspiration, hope, encouragement, embracing. It is truly a place to go, and I'm so grateful uh, for that website, or should I say that Facebook page. It is mandated by Indy Harlem, and I'm so glad uh, for Indy. Indy is coming up on a birthday here, and I want to send out a happy, happy, happy birthday to her tonight. Uh, always doing something great uh, there with the uh, uh, pages, the Facebook pages, and making sure that we're up to date and making sure that not only that, that you, but that you have an opportunity to follow along with whatever we are discussing. Uh, generally, if you go there, you'll find the information. You'll find the things that uh, surrounds it. You'll find all the uh, all the information that is around whatever we're talking about. So I want you to understand that there is no excuse for the abuse. There is no reason uh, for us to continue to suffer in this type of violence. It is time to make a difference. It's time to step up and do what we need to do today. So we need to talk about how do we galvanize our efforts. How much longer will we allow little, little Ray Ray and, and Pookie and, and how, long, how much longer are we going to allow these young men and young women to be lost to violence and senseless acts? And that is what we must do. So when we talk about over, overcoming the culture of violence, that means that it takes some collaborative efforts. It takes efforts from everyone, not just people that are wearing titles. Let me let me stop there for a second. I think the thing that is uh, that is so uh, confusing is that we have taken the spirit out of the people. The spirit out of the people have been taken out of them because of the fact of of people that we continue to try to make icons. There are people that if you're a leader, the leader is born within you. Listen to what I'm about to say to you. Too often, we find people that are popular, and we continue to label them as great. Being great and being popular is two different things altogether. If I get another phone call from another preacher who just wants to, you know, re, uh, have a knee-jerk reaction to something that's happening, I'm going to scream. Why? Because we have to go beyond just knee-jerk reaction. When are we going to take that rightful place in the community, open up those church doors, provide the assistance and provide the environment and provide the things that our communities need? We got to we got to change our message to a message of hope and empowerment. It's not so much about acquiring things and acquiring that and, and you know, I've got to drive this and I've got to drive that. We've got to have some type of sense of humanity and love and compassion for one another. There's something wrong when on the same block and in the same neighborhood we can take one another's lives because we have no value. So how are we going to overcome this? How do we overcome these uh, this culture of violence? We must replace it with a culture of peace. We must replace it with a culture of wisdom and love. We must replace it with a culture of violence. I mean, with a culture, should I say, a culture of wisdom, with a culture of of, 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 of having the sense of going after our goal. Replace it with a culture of entrepreneurship. Replace it with a culture of opulence. And the only way we're going to do that is that we're going to have to take responsibility now. Our children cannot be disposable to us. We can't just, we can't lay and play, but don't want to take care of these children. We can't just go through the 
through the uh, careless act of having sex and mating like we're some type of animals and not take care of the children that we brought into the world, oftentimes putting them on the back of a system to survive on a system that is already broken and is already crowded. And as a result of that, we continue to see the outcome. We continue to see what we see happening as a result of this because nobody should want to stay on the system forever. No one should want to make a career out of the system. No one should find themselves stuck there. Our children must be refueled with dreams and hope and opportunities and understanding that they are here to make a perp- make a difference because they've been created with purpose, for purpose, and on purpose, and that they're not an accident, they're not a coincidence, but they are here because of God's providence. And so we have to change the culture by changing our message. And we must change our message by changing our display and what we are and who we are and what we expect of them. And until that happens, we'll continue to see them not have value for their own lives. And if they don't value their own lives, you can rest assured they won't value the lives of others. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad you join us. You can reach us at area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. If you're there, you desire to have a question, or desire to make a comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That'll let our producer know that you want to speak, and we'll get you on the air tonight. We're just so glad that you've joined us on tonight. Continue to do the right thing. Continue to lift your voice. Continue to do so. Continue to listen and get involved. It is your neighborhood. It is your community. It does take a village to raise a child. But nowadays, we've got to know who's in the village. And the village and the village keepers have got to do a better job. The village keepers cannot be a place that only where we go on Sunday and we get a chance to get three points in a poem. But the village keeper must be about providing opportunity, providing wisdom, providing a demonstration of the love of God, of the wisdom of God, of the will of God and in the ways of God. And when we get to that place there, we're going to see some greater things happen as a result of that. And I want to invite you tonight to be a part of it, those of you that are listening to me tonight, uh, by way of telephone, area code 323-784-9638. Surely, if you'd like to have a question or a comment, feel free to just simply give us a call, uh, just hit the number one on the keypad if you're already on the airway. We'd like to get your comments in, even as we're here tonight, because it's very, very vital. I'll call us earlier, uh, begin to mention, and these are the Florida callers, mentioned incidents happening in places like Rivera Beach and Pahokee and then West Palm Beach and all around. These things are happening. And the reality is, is that what are we going to do about it? They're happening surely in Chicago. I'll be in Chicago next week. Uh, uh, They're happening. Actually, we'll be there next Tuesday, so we will do our show. uh, We'll do our show uh, from Florida, and we'll be in Chicago next Tuesday through uh, Thursday, I believe, and maybe Tuesday through Friday. Uh, But I want you to know that it is time that we stand up and make a difference. What conversations are we having with our children? What are we doing? For every young man that's out there who is determined just to be a sperm donor and not a father, understand that you have a place in this. You are part of the problem and not the solution. But I'm telling you, you have the opportunity to turn it around now, to become a part of the solution. Understand it is a critical hour and we're at a critical juncture. It's not enough to just bring in a little quote-unquote shorty in this world, but you leave that shorty void of instruction, void of provision, void of protection, void of guidance, void of spirituality, 
void of wisdom. And because you leave them that way, you automatically put them behind. They're already struggling before they get out of the gate. So the reality is that we all play a part inside of this. Listen, we cannot continue to abandon and abort. We cannot continue to refuse and to reject. We cannot continue this pattern and not expect to see the very fabric of our society come up under strain and come up under this type of attack. What we're seeing now is a need to stand up, to go a little further than where we are. And even tonight, there is a culture of violence that's happening, and that's been made up over a period of years. When we as men don't value our women, when we as men don't value them, and we commit abuse, we commit physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse, economical abuse, sexual abuse, over a period of time we are contributing to this issue once again. The child who is witnessing and that is exposed to this type of violence begin to internalize this as a culture. We never think of the trauma that those children are experiencing. And because they may appear to be all right in certain parts of their life doesn't mean that they have not suffered a traumatic experience. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to the next generation. We owe it to their future to do better. So we must stand up and change the culture of violence. We've got to watch. We've got to monitor. We've got to take control of our houses again. We've got to take control of our homes because, understand, we cannot continue to let everything come into our homes. We cannot continue to allow our culture of our home to be affected by these things. We must be willing to go the next step of the way. We must be willing to sound the alarm. We must be willing to establish orders and rules, or the culture of violence will continue to perpetuate. Listen, any time where we have rules without relationship, it's going to equal rebellion. So what am I saying? Parents, it's not enough for us to say just because I said so, to set rules, but we don't have relationship. We don't talk. We don't communicate. We don't get involved. We don't, we don't, we don't nurture. We don't, do it, we don't cultivate. And as a result of it, we see an angry generation, a generation who has now defined freedom as the absence of boundaries. But I say to you that freedom is never the absence of boundaries. As a matter of fact, there is no freedom unless there are boundaries because it's the boundaries that keep us in guide. It's the boundaries that give us direction. It's the boundaries that keep us marching to the beat of the right drum. So our responsibility is great. Area code 323-784-9638. Area code 323-784-9638. That is the number to reach us. You're listening to J.R. Thickman, and this is Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. Now, if you desire to have a question or comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll be so very glad to get you in on the air because your opinion matters. Your part counts. We desire your part and your input because we have to overcome this culture of balance. We've got to change it. Everything cannot be about AK-47. Everything cannot be about guns and violence and, and degradation of women and making people second and third class. It cannot be about that. Everybody trying to get that paper. And we have now begun to, if you would, we, we have so, we have so uh, if you would, lowered our standards and lowered who we are that literally we don't even value the things that have value. So the challenge tonight, is that if we're going to break this culture of violence, number one, 
just as the ruins of a nation begins in the home of its people, the healing of a nation must begin there. Number two, we've got to change our message. Our message must become a message of optimism, a message of hope, a message of uh, of value, a, a message of hospitality, dignity, nobility, compassion. It must become a message of endurance. We've got to change our message today. Thirdly, we've got to reconnect to our source. We've got to reconnect. If we have thrown away everything that we know spiritually, then we're going to be derailed. For I do believe that if we acknowledge him in all our ways, that he will direct our path. But when he's become the invisible God to us, when we no longer make him the head of our lives, then we reek what we're seeing as a nation, as a whole. So I say to you tonight, whether you're a Sunday school teacher, a school teacher, whether you're a bottle washer, whether you're a street sweeper, whether you're made at some hotel or in somebody's house, whether you're a sanitation worker, I say to you tonight, whether you're a Ph.D. or don't have a J.O.B., I say to you tonight, whether or not you are degreed or non-degreed, I say to you tonight, whether you're young or old, rich or poor, weak or strong, that we can turn this around. We must change the culture of our the, the culture of violence in our communities, and we must do so by standing up, speaking out, not allowing ourselves to be subjugated to things that are beneath us. The fact to understand that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, to understand that we have purpose and we were created with that purpose, for that purpose, and with that purpose. We must stand tonight, and we must stand now. We must start right in our own home, one family at a time. We must begin to join with our own children and begin to speak over their lives and decree and declare that they are children of greatness. Pray God's protective hedge over their minds, over their hearts, over their bodies, over them. Before they go out to school each day, pray God's protective hedge over them, that God will keep them, that he will form a hedge around them. Pray for those individuals that are there in the schools that are working with them. Pray for their families. Pray that God would give them peace, that God would strengthen them. Because when it's all said and done, it's going to take us all to make a difference. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I'm your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. And for those of you that are listening even right now, I am so glad that you took out of your schedule to do so. So if you have a question or comment, now is the time. It is open mic. Uh, just hit the number one on your keypad. We'll be so very glad to get you back on the airway there. Um, and we be so glad to get you back uh, so that we can hear your comment or your question there. Those of you that may be listening by way of the Internet and you'd like to send in a question, simply just email us at j. Ficklin, T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N, at soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you reach us tonight, and I'm so glad that you're here tonight because, truly, we can make a difference. We can make a difference. The March on Washington 50 years ago was a very historical moment in our nation's history. In many ways, it became a turning point because there was a prophetic word that was spoken. and There was a charge in the atmosphere. And it set the course of our lives. 
But I say now, what is the what is the word today? How do we go from inequality to the level of injustice that we are perpetrating against one another? Does anyone ever have an idea or inkling that at the time of delivery, in that delivery room, that the child that is being brought into this world, wow, could you imagine if you could look into the future? Whoever knows would you ever thought that he would turn out to be a robber, to be an assailant, to be a murderer? Do you ever think that he would turn out to be one who vandalized and burglarized, committed assault? What happened between the time of delivery and the time of maturation? What is it? What happened to that faith, cultivating, nurturing environment? Was that no longer a priority on our list? I implore you. Let's make a difference together. Let's stand in the gap together. Let's do the things that we need to do to continue to uh, be a voice and a light in our communities. It takes someone, and that someone is you. Let's do it. Let's start it together. And as we do it and start together, we'll make a difference. Well, it's right about that time, and I'm going to prepare to get out of here tonight. But if you do have a question or comment here, uh, just hit the number one on your keypad before we sign off tonight. That is how you can reach us, area code 323-784-963. That's how you can reach us here. If you'd like to comment, you can go even to our Facebook pages and do that as well. Uh, we'll be so glad that you did. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor. Let them know that we're so very glad to be here tonight to make that difference, to be a part of that fundamental change. That's what we have to do if we're going to make a difference in our society. Think about it. The children deserve it. They deserve a world that is truly without violence. So we have to make it happen. And until next time, this is J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us. And I'm glad that you're with us tonight. I look forward to your comments. Jay Thicklin at soulofamericaradio.com. And as you do that, I will be so very glad to write you back. If you desire uh, me to write you back, I will do that. And until next time.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.